0: If you know me, you know I love high-quality clothes and occasionally a luxury item here or there, but I hate spending luxury prices, so I rarely buy anything really nice for myself. That was until I discovered Quince. They have so much good stuff for you guys. Quince offers a range of high-quality items at prices within reach. They have 100% Mongolian cashmere sweaters from $50, washable silk tops and dresses, organic cotton sweaters, and 14-karat gold jewelry. The best part is that everything is priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. I love that. It's also really important to me that the clothes I wear are created in a safe environment. And Quince only works with factories that use ethical and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. So obviously, I really love that. I bought a Mongolian cashmere sweater from Quince and no joke, I have worn it. Once a week, all fall and winter long. It's so soft, premium quality, and looks like I spent a fortune on it, but it was only 50 bucks. I've told all of my friends about Quint. I also love their men's line and have gotten some nice activewear and performance tees for Andrew that he loves. Give yourself the luxury you deserve with Quince. Go to quint.com/ eastham for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash EastFam to get free shipping and a 365 day returns. com slash EastFam. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Couple Things. With Sean and Andrew. A podcast all about couples. And
1: the things they go through.
0: Welcome to part three of what is very quickly becoming our favorite series on Couple Things.
1: That's right. Uh, these are the ones where we gonna give advice to everybody less advice and more just our hot takes
0: because we don't know what we're doing so it's not really advice
1: yeah so please take everything with a massive massive grain of salt and
0: a little laughter (laughs) um so we've been posting on instagram q a forums where like throw it at us whatever you want and we will give you our opinions our thoughts and try to problem solve the world's problems yeah
1: and every time we do that you guys always deliver with some really great, interesting topics.
0: And as always, if you guys have any advice or opinions to share on these questions, please go down into the comments below and share because we need to learn a lot.
1: <laughs> and we're working on... The YouTube comments section is nice, but it's not everything I wish it was. So we're working on a community feature. Stay tuned for that, but uh, excited to like hopefully build more of a actual community than just a comment section.
0: Exactly. Also disclaimer here we are not professional therapists we are not professionals in any uh, way shape or form when it comes to advice or counseling so
1: so listen at your own discretion all right (laughs) let's just go ahead and jump into it
0: okay first one andrew does my husband need to have the talk with my son and i uh need to have the talk with my daughter or should we do the talk together what's less awkward for the kid?
1: Interesting. I would say man to son, mom to daughter.
0: I also think it should be both. You do not at the same time. I don't think like mom and dad need to sit down with like son or daughter and have the talk. But I think dad should talk to son, and then I think mom should talk to son at some point, whether it's years apart. But I think the ki- both like both kids need to have both perspectives.
1: So, but you're not gonna like probably the dad would do more of the detail oriented. Yes. And the mom is just like a, like for, the a for the son you're talking about. For the son, yeah, for like a gentle nudge.
0: Yeah, and the the mom would give the daughter more detailed information and the dad would give I I see like the opposite sex talk being like respect. Does that make sense? Mm. Like if I'm talking to Jet, I would want to give him the respect conversation of listen. The best way you can respect women is this.
1: I view the dad's conversation as very similar, but probably from a different angle. Yeah. Right?
0: Yeah. I just think it's more of like, just like about keeping themselves precious.
1: It's been so interesting to see the different roles that Sean and I have played. And, And her perspective is much different than mine. So... We haven't obviously had to talk with either of our kids. With our
0: three-year-old and one-year-old?
1: Yeah, I feel like it's too soon.
0: It is. (laughs) I think so.
1: I don't know, though. Freaking when? I don't know. People are saying, like, age six, kids are talking about it in school. So I don't know if that's just propaganda or not. It's
0: terrifying. I do think, though, you don't need to worry about it being awkward. Like, yeah, it's going to be awkward, but it should be awkward. You shouldn't just be able to, like, shoot the with your su- with your ki- like kids, right?
1: We, so we we've, we've put thought into this uh, in the broader subject of like family culture and traditions and like structure. We put together a course for lack of a better term where it's more of a premium type listening experience and watching that you can tap into. We'll link it down below, but we we paired with parents who have been doing this much longer than us. Yeah. People who've written 60 plus books yeah. on Family culture ex- and values etc uh, So if you're interested Check that out but I think it is worth putting thought into When you, like what's the timeline look like ha- and how do you approach conversations Like the talk about sex
0: And I also think Like she's asking in particular does my My husband need to have the conversation with my son My me my daughter You have to think about like single parents and stuff Who don't have that luxury of yeah having A dad and whatever but You also need to think, don't have the talk once. This is my opinion. I think you should be having the talk multiple times through different phases of life.
1: I like that take. I think that's a good perspective.
0: It should be an open dialogue, not that's casual, but that's informative and educational. You don't want your kids trying to find that information out on their own.
1: One thing my mom did hilariously well was with profanity. Anytime we were watching a movie and someone would say, like, even the word stupid right Mm -hmm. she would say she would talk over the movie and say kids we don't say that Mm -hmm. and she would do it over and over and over again and it's like it is the consistency Mm -hmm. that like hits home so i think in this scenario there will be like hey mom why why are they kissing each other or whatever and it's like that merits a certain degree of response Mm -hmm. and then as they get older and like different things happen hormones etc I think that the response changes and evolves. Absolutely. Wow, that was actually, that was a good discussion for us to have. That was. Um, next one, how to solve an argument and calmly talk through issues when you're in an argument with your significant other.
0: Yeah, how do we do that, Andrew? <laughs> I
1: have i don't know for the life of me how to transition out of an argument. I don't either. On, it's like, it's either going to end in tears, like we're mad at each other and then one of us, and cries and then it's like May. then we re- reconcile yeah or but it's, it, it's always like a rough transition
0: well it's really hard when you have like raw emotions coming out on both sides and you guys like we're both heated and it's hard to just be like oh i'm so happy and i just want to hang out with you like that transition is very hard and you don't it's hard to like take space from each other because then you think you're taking space from each other because you're still mad at each other i don't know how to do it
1: but how to solve an argument and call me, talk through issues. We've learned a couple of things from interviews we've done. One, the, uh, the Zanaco's reminder that they'll give each other of, we know how this argument ends mm-hmm. and that's what us still married. So like keeping that perspective, I think has nudged us to re- like, it's a reminder that Sean and I are in the same team and that's helped. Cause sometimes it's like, Oh, they don't, they're trying to frustrate me or like yeah. they're intentionally doing this and that's not mostly the case. Like if it's a healthy relationship, they're not, it's not like butting heads for batting heads sake or like manipulation. It's like, no, just like we were talking about with two different perspectives. Like Sean comes at things from one angle and perspective and I have a different take on it. We usually have the same goal, but it's Mm -hmm. the getting there that.
0: And two things that I've learned from countless interviews and therapists that we've had on and that I love is one, it's really hard to do this in the moment, but like can, consistently trying to work on it, always trying to give your spouse the benefit of the doubt and seeing their side. Because we spend so much time while we're arguing trying to make like a defense that you barely even listen to the other person. You're just trying to like react instead of being like, "Oh, why why is he th- feeling this way?" and trying to like see his perspective. And then we had one counselor say once, Before you ever are allowed to respond, we need to do this more because it it really worked in the setting that we used it. Before you ever respond, you have to first reiterate what your spouse just said. So, like, summarize what they said so that your spouse can say, yes, that's what I said, or no, you heard me wrong.
1: Yeah, repeat back to them what they said and And then say, is there anything else?
0: Well, what the counselor said that forces you to do is listen really intently And instead of tuning out and getting defensive, you like listen and respond in a second, which is great.
1: It also separates your words from your emotions. So it's like, it it Mm -hmm. takes, it takes a lot of Mm self-control and awareness. And it's very frustrating to do that where like, sometimes Sean will say stuff that just doesn't make sense to me. And I'll be like, okay, I'm going to repeat back to you what you said. And it's this. And then I'll say, is there anything else? And that, I mean, you have to swallow your pride Mm -hmm. to do that. But, ultimately the the benefit you get is like a productive conversation. Yeah. Um, so I, I also believe since we're on this topic, like layering things, layering issues never helps. So like keep the conversation about one thing and don't just like throw on like I'm practicing this. Sean will be like, Hey Andrew, you didn't do the dishes. The incorrect response is to layer on top of that and be like, well you didn't do, you didn't take out the trash. It's like, okay, let's talk about the dishes first. And then it's in a separate conversation that could follow quickly. Let's talk about the trash. Mm-hmm. And lastly, don't try to strategize in the middle of the battle, right? Like don't be like, sometimes you, if you're going to give like criticism on, hey, you're way too angry right now, Andrew. Or like it's better to do that in a, in a subsequent following conversation as opposed to again layering like why do you always get so emotional when we talk about this stuff that doesn't help Mm -hmm. that's that's like layering and it just convolutes the whole thing
0: okay let's take a second to talk about how all that's been on my mind is what we're going to do with our kids all summer long once school gets out i love spending time together as a family but if i'm honest it can be so intimidating to try to create a summer that kids will remember forever at such a young age
1: me too We have our travel plans that we're excited about, but keeping the kids busy and having fun all summer can feel like a lot to plan for.
0: Which is why I'm so excited to announce that Family Made is partnering with the I Am Mom Summit this year to provide moms everywhere with a free online event on June 1st that's all about summer family fun.
1: It's gonna be amazing. Sean and I were keynote speakers at last year's summit and we'll be there again in person in Utah this year. So if you're out there, go ahead and uh, find that information on the link down below. But there's so many helpful tips shared at the event. And the best part is it's free and online so you can watch the speakers from anywhere.
0: The theme of the summit this year is summer bootcamp, systems to keep your sanity. And speakers will touch on topics like family connections, screen-free ideas for kids, Meal prep ideas, travel tips, and more. I cannot stress enough how amazing and helpful this event is.
1: We're so excited to be a part of this. There's really something everyone can take away from this event, and with the school year coming to an end, it couldn't be coming at a more perfect time. Head over to IAmMomSummit.com to sign up for the free online event on June 1st.
0: There's also an option if you want to attend in person. And seriously, you guys, you do not want to miss this, especially all my fellow mamas out there. Right now, go to IamMomSummit.com and reserve your spot because it fills up really fast.
1: The link will be in our show notes too. Check it out. Let's get back to it.
0: How to not feel guilty if you let your eating habits slip for a little while and want to get back on track. This is you. Um, everything in moderation. We can't like live perfect lives every single day, nor should we. I would say give yourself grace and... Just because you like have a slip up once doesn't mean you need to continue doing that. So just like being like, you know what? I had cookies for breakfast, lunch, and dinner yesterday. That's fine. Maybe I should have cookies for just breakfast today. Like tiny little things make a huge difference.
1: I think it's kind of like an identity thing too. Where it's like seeing yourself as the person who eats healthy the majority of the time and sometimes eats cookies mm-hmm. is way less guilt inducing than like it's getting so uh, down on yourself and beating yourself up and be like, Oh, I'm, I always fail at these diets or whatever mm-hmm. and seeing yourself as a failure.
0: My trainer was talking to me about this like <laughs> idea with working out. I used to be kind of like paralyzed by this idea. If I wasn't able to like block off two hours a day, and get this, like, really intense workout in, then I wouldn't work out at all. And I would end up going months without working out because I didn't couldn't find that block of time. And she's like, if you continue doing that trend, at the end of the year, if you add up all the time you've spent in the gym, it's going to be a lot less than if you do f- a five-minute workout four times a week all year. Yeah. She's like tiny, tiny little things every day make a huge impact in the long run. So you don't have to do something monumental. You don't have to like crash diet or do these like massive fad trends or just do things in moderation. That's it.
1: I also like the analogy of a painting. If you think about like Leonardo da Vinci painting, (laughs) there's like a million brushstrokes that he'll, he'll contribute towards making one painting. And he'll make some mistakes, I'm sure. But if you take a step back mm-hmm. and the majority of your brush strokes are how you wanted them, the majority of your eating ha- habits are as you wanted them, mm-hmm. that's good. So that's don't beat great. yourself up about the single mistakes. Is that a good analogy?
0: It is. Ah! <laughs> okay, next. Are there things I should make sure I experience with my spouse before having kids?
1: Mm. Probably, but it's not a... It's not a necessity. You know what I'm saying? Like, having kids really is a delight, you know?
0: I would say no. I would say you should know your spouse. Like, you should take, whether that takes you a week or a day or a month or two years, you should be on the same page. You should be teammates whether that's through your dating process, but I don't think you are missing out on life experiences because you have kids.
1: (laughs) I agree. The only thing you should do is get on the same page and resolve any, like, you don't want to throw a kid into an already messy situation. Like if you guys aren't vibing, it's not like a kid's going to solve that. Mm -hmm. But we're also not the type of people that like some people idolize travel, right? And just, that means a lot to them. So it's like, it's probably easier to travel. Like if you're, if your dream is to go to Greece, you can still do it after kids. It's going to be delayed a couple of years. It's going to look different. So
0: it doesn't have to be delayed a couple of years. Right?
1: No, you're right. Yeah. Yeah. Kids are great though. I mean, I, I, I recommend them. Try them out (laughs) if you can. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Uh, next, navigating pregnancy after loss. Uh, when do you tell people how to not panic about every detail of the pregnancy, etc.? Mm.
0: I think every single person is going to navigate it differently. And however you navigate it is perfect for you. I would say for Andrew and I, it was different with each pregnancy. Like Drew, we waited a little bit. We waited until like 12 weeks to tell anybody. With Jet, we told him right away. I think it just has to do with where you are in your head and within your relationship and that pregnancy at that time. I definitely had more anxiety over Drew's pregnancy than I did Jet, having had a miscarriage. But you just kind of have to, like, let it go. And, I don't know, lean on your inner circle. But there's no, like right time and there's no way to not panic and you just kind of got to let things be.
1: Yeah. There's a lot of emotions around that. So like tell your support group if you're struggling with that. Um, But it should be a, a community building process. I feel like the whole pregnancy journey, it's like rally your, your tribe around you.
0: I will say I did a live panel with um, an, a couple OBGYNs today and we actually talked about this and we said the mental health and mental side of pregnancy kind of is taboo and people don't talk about it. Um, if you are struggling with like panic and anxiety over pregnancy, which is so common and so normal, one of the greatest things you can do is like seek a therapist. Just to have someone to like, release those thoughts too.
1: someone's who someone who has had that conversation before yeah can give some good insight
0: and talk to your OBGYN and get your reassurance that you need and especially postpartum even just like having people you can talk to next i need advice on raising kids in a social media world and how to set online boundaries for them wow
1: couple books that come to mind. One, Techwise Family by Andy Crouch, Habits of the Household by Justin uh, Easley, I think is his last name. Um, and then Ruthless Elimination of Hurry by mm-hmm. John Mark Comer are all books that have contributed to our perspective here. Um, yeah, our perspective is also probably different than other people. but
0: I think at the end of the day, the simplest way to go about social media is the way you go about your everyday life with your children. It starts with foundational, like, morals, values, boundaries, limits that you put on your kids from day one, Um, what they're allowed to say to individuals face-to-face, how they're allowed to treat people, what they're allowed to wear, how they're allowed to present themselves. All of that transitions into social media, and I think as far as, like, the secrecy side of social media, you have to just teach them the dangers of it and... The consequences of their actions just I mean, it's part of the world these days. So the same way you would treat a situation where your kids said a bad word or shoplifted or whatever it is like there's consequences to their actions. And if you teach that early on, I think you can teach them very good boundaries with social media.
1: Yeah, I think I think as parents, you generally want to set the tone of the conversation the first time they hear something will be the filter for how they hear about that thing moving forward. So mm-hmm. like you control the conversation and get out ahead of the pack, as they say. Um, and then, yeah, are, we generally like to prepare rather than hope to shield them. Mm-hmm. So it's like, yeah, what what are the, I guess it goes back to the values. Mm-hmm. Um, which again, we can link that, but like, what's your family culture, and what are you instilling? Because social media is just one thing. Like, who knows what it's going to be next? But like, uh, it, it's really a perspective that the kid takes to everything, not just social media. Mm-hmm. But anyway, you have any other thoughts on that?
0: Probably a million. But I just think I I go back to what the Ayers taught us, which is like. From day one, you can kind of like scenario play through scenarios with your kids of if someone says this is that nice or is that mean and when they get a little older is this is the scenario is that respectful or disrespectful is that too much information is that safe is that unsafe and you just kind of learn you teach them their lines of what keeps them within the boundaries of their family values um
1: i i I probably view this with rosier glasses than is merited but it's like social media is much like many other things in life where it can be used for good or misused right but i think probably the more common experience for young kids like we're grown adults we see a negative comment or someone says something ridiculous and it's like we're able to work through that a little better than like a kid who's Mm -hmm. still very much shaping their self identity. Mm -hmm. So that's where I I don't want to get too optimistic about young kids on social media. Cause like it can be a really good tool, but probably need to hit a level of Mm -hmm. maturity.
0: Absolutely. Next. What are some small ways I can be intimate with my wife aside from just being physical?
1: We did a whole episode on intimacy. Everyone wanted to to know how we were intimate, babe.
0: <laughs> Some things are just for us, guys. Uh, but um,
1: we talk about a lot in that episode. Yeah. Um, but what, go ahead.
0: There's a lot of different things you can do. It depends on what each spouse considers, like, intimate. It's almost like it comes down to kind of like love languages. What makes your spouse feel loved? And for me, I love just, like, quality time. I love time at the end of the day where we can turn the TVs off or turn the TVs on and cuddle, um, but have, like, quality face-to-face time over a glass of wine. Um, Just something that's very intentional. You could do a bath. You could just read a book side-by-side. You could do... You could cook dinner together. Just things that truly make your spouse feel loved, whatever that is.
1: Yeah, intentional is a good word because we watch TV. I think what we... How we've changed how we watch TV is like if it's just something we mindlessly do that neither of us are excited about, it's like, oh, hey, let's just do this and turn this on. And it prevents us from getting to know each other better or like digesting what happened in the day or, de- you know, ge- decompressing in whatever way. That's not good. But if it's like the new Marvel movie came out and Sean loves Marvel and she's so pumped and like we have it scheduled, those two experiences are way different Mm -hmm. like the second is enjoyment together the first is in escapism Mm -hmm. um but yeah i i I think intimacy is like really getting to the core of who sean is and like unpacking all the layers of whatever that is like you know she'll do interviews and she has like her interview hat that she'll put on but sometimes you strip that away. It's like Sean just wants to cuddle, mm-hmm. right? Or you just need like some encouragement or you just need not to talk, whatever it is. It's like, what is this, the essence of Sean and how can I learn to know that better? What's the naked version of Sean? <laughs> both literally and okay. metaphysically. Okay. Sean, I got a question for you.
0: Okay. What is it?
1: On a scale from chug to sip, <laughs> How would you rate your hydration
0: style? Um, Interesting question. I would say I'm a sip girl. I (laughs) sip on my coffee for literally hours and sip on water throughout the day. What about you?
1: I would say I'm a chug type of guy, no doubt. But whether you hydrate to live or live to hydrate, liquid IV quenches your thirst faster than water alone.
0: I actually really love liquid IV, especially since nursing bear. I feel like I'm always thirsty. I like that it's sugar free and it's fun to sip on throughout the day. The flavors are really good, and I've loved having a flavored drink rather than just water in my cup.
1: My favorite flavor is the lemon-lime, and Sean loves strawberry and tropical punch. It's crazy to me that one stick and 16 ounces of water has three times the electrolytes of leading sports drinks and eight vitamins and nutrients for everyday wellness.
0: Yes, sir. That's why they say it hydrates better than water alone.
1: However, you hydrate, grab your Liquid IV hydration multiplier, sugar free in bulk nationwide at Costco, or get 20% off your first order when you go to liquidiv.com and use code EASTFAM at checkout.
0: That's 20% off your first order when you shop Better Hydration today using promo code EASTFAM at liquidiv.com.
1: You know, whenever I look at pictures of our kids from the past year, I'm amazed at how fast they're growing up.
0: Oh my gosh, me too, and we've been doing a deep dive into old photos lately.
1: Sometimes the thought hits me hard that I'm getting older too, and this has led me to think a lot about the legacy I want to leave behind, what kind of parent I want to be, and things like our family's financial security.
0: We've been talking a lot about this recently and are excited to share that Fabric by Gerber Life makes it simple— to get the protection that's right for your family
1: life insurance doesn't have to be some big confusing topic fabric by gerber life was designed by parents for parents to help you get a high quality surprisingly affordable term life insurance policy in less than 10 minutes
0: 10 minutes is crazy fast plus it's all online and on your schedule no appointments scheduling or piles of paperwork just apply when it's convenient for you
1: this is the first company I've heard of where you can go from start to covered in less than 10 minutes with no health exam required, and they have a 30-day money-back guarantee. Join the thousands of parents who trust Fabric to protect their family. Apply in just minutes at meetfabric.com slash eastfam.
0: That's meetfabric.com slash eastfam. M-E-E-T, fabric.com slash eastfan.
1: Policies issued by Western Southern Life Assurance Company, not available in certain states. Prices subject to underwriting and health questions. We'll also link it down below, and let's get back to it.
0: Next up, (laughs) how do I get out of a relationship funk with my significant other who I've been with for so long? It just kind of feels stale, but we still love each other.
1: Significant other. Okay, we're pretty bullish on marriage around here, to be honest. (laughs) There's a book called Meaning of Marriage... By Tim Keller. I'm referencing a lot of books now.
0: You are. Uh,
1: It changed my perspective on not just marriage, but relationships as a whole. It talks about how the beauty of the the complication of marriage is like you do sign a legal contract and it's a pain to get out of. So it's like that funk. It's just a it's just like a phase that, hey, you have to stick it through and you'll get out of it. And that's like a, a good hurdle to. To have to like deal with Mm -hmm. because you have to work through it. Right.
0: I also think it comes down to like the other side of it is we talked to a therapist on the show about this, the like roommate syndrome of if you're doing the same exact thing with your spouse or your significant other every single day, all day. Yeah. At some point it's going to become stale and you need to go back to the basics of what you did when you were dating or like early on, which is like intentionally trying to attract your spouse. Or your significant other Like intentionally trying to do things That woo them And wow them And make them feel special I think if you are If you are actively able to say We're in a stale place Then do something fun Do something like Completely random And new And get out of the stalemate
1: Change of scenery can help Also the great thing about Long relationships We've been married for (laughs) seven years we've had an argument about how to, you know, treat dogs 80 times. And so like the first 10 times it was the exact same argument, but then come the 15th time, at some point you got to look yourself in the mirror and be like, okay, I got to take a different strategy coming into this argument. So let me try something different. Let me use different words. Let me use a different tone. Let me try something different. And that can go a long way. Mm -hmm. Um, but, uh, a relationship funk, man. Yeah. I also think the other thing that JP Pocluda said that I thought was really good is um say that you're th- there's like an issue at hand and your partner is 99% at fault and you're 1% at fault. Take ownership over your 1%. Take 100% ownership over your 1%. And that in some way builds a bridge where it's like that conversation looks different than, like, Sean, you're not doing this. It goes from that, like, pointing fingers to, hey, I want you to know I'm sorry for how I got angry when you did that. I That was wrong of me. You know what I'm saying?
0: In an argument?
1: I don't know what the funk is. Like, is it yeah. a, a heated funk or, or what? But, like, I, I do think um, there's a bit of perspective change there. And also give, give your partner the benefit of the doubt. Like... Sometimes it can be easy to think, like, Sean never does the dishes. And that's just false. I'm I'm not
0: liking all of these examples.
1: (laughs) I'm just throwing... It's always the dishes in the trash. That's just... I'm sticking it there. I know. Which is not even... I think
0: you've said it three times in this podcast.
1: But it's like, Sean does do the dishes. And it's just... It's more my perspective that's the issue. Should I... You want to move on? I do. I'm just... (laughs) You're just no hammering I, this one in. Just,
0: <laughs> and you've kind of like veered off to now arguments. Uh,
1: well, what does a funk mean?
0: They said it's just stale, but we still love each other. We're gonna move on though. Okay, go ahead. Okay. This one's for you. <laughs> Handling an argument with your siblings as adults. How do you do this and not bicker like your little kids?
1: Oh, that's tough. I do feel like I'm still a little kid. Like no matter what we do in life, I'm still the middle child. And Grant's still my little brother, and Guy's still my oldest brother. So you kind of, like, re- regress back to your role growing up.
0: Can you remember a time where you got, like, in an argument with one of your brothers? There's not a lot. Recently? Well,
1: oh, no. As kids all the time. But as adults, there's not a lot of bickering, fortunately. I think siblings are a precious relationship that you need to protect. And sometimes that looks like not talking to them as much.
0: Yeah. I'm not able to answer this question.
1: Yeah, you have no siblings. Um, I think speaking with a lot of grace and a little truth always goes a long way. That's my thought.
0: Okay. Thoughts on working with a horrible boss who doesn't treat you well, but you like the job itself. I would say it's not worth being there.
1: Is that... A dream world you're living in? This person has a a paycheck to get. You know what I'm saying?
0: I know, but I don't think anybody deserves to be treated poorly. I agree with you. So I think you have to address it. (laughs) Think about how that affects every aspect of your life. You go to work. You're treated horribly. How do you just, like, push past that when you get home? That affects every aspect of your life.
1: That's tough.
0: So you either... Like... Develop this mentality that... You allow people to treat you poorly. And you're okay with that. Or it just like builds... Consistent anger in your life. And that's not good either. I just don't think it's worth it.
1: Yeah. I don't know. I... I think I empathize with the fact that like this person, you know, like there's bills to pay for sure. So you can't just like a oh, piece. I'm out. Like I'm that's not saying really that, but I'm saying let's
0: be let's be smart about it and let's just start looking for other jobs. <laughs> okay.
1: <laughs> there, there's Sean's answer. <laughs> okay. Go elsewhere.
0: Uh, skincare for beginners. What are the necessities? My husband won't do a skincare routine. Does he need to? I think Tell about
1: my skincare routine.
0: You do nothing. <laughs> I think it's important for everybody to wear a sunscreen, clean their face, and moisturize their face, and you can get all of that stuff from Walgreens. It's great. Yeah, just You've like been
1: getting a lot of compliments about your skin recently.
0: I take care of my skin.
1: You do a great job, Sean's routine. I
0: work really hard, and I don't do anything fancy. I just, I think, like I said, I think it's important to, you know, how like we shower. To get like dirt off of our bodies. You should get dirt off your face.
1: Do you exfoliate? I do. You do a good job. <laughs> I, I could probably use more of that. Does her husband need a... You you think yes.
0: I think people should use sunscreen. Should wash their face. And should moisturize their face.
1: You do a YouTube video on your skincare routine?
0: Uh, a long time ago. I could do it again.
1: Alright, we'll find the one that we did. link that. We got a ton of links going on now.
0: So many. Good luck, Caroline. Okay. Next <laughs> up, when you get married, how do you combine <laughs> your family traditions and values without letting it lead to conflict in your relationship? I have an answer. Go ahead. Andrew and I did this. It takes time. It takes, I think, a couple years to get into a rhythm. Um, but Andrew and I sat down and we wrote out all of the traditions from each family, values, and we made our own. Um, I think. One of the most important things that, like the Bible says, is like you leave and cleave, right? Wow! You yeah. truly m- start your own new family, so you're not. You shouldn't just be continuing your, f- like other family's traditions. You should be making your own.
1: That takes a big jump too, because for I ha- sure having four siblings and like family traditions that were very, in s- set and in stone, it was like a real pain and like. Painful to start new ones and be like, no, can't make it home for Christmas this year because we got to go to Iowa. I love Iowa, (laughs) but you know what I'm saying. Like it hurt the first for sure. It's like a shift,
0: absolutely. And it was the same for me. But I think you have to have this idea in your mind of like, this is our family now, and you can't just expect one spouse or the other to merge a hundred percent to what they're doing. It has to be mutually agreed upon of what your, what your new life looks like together.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I I like that take.
0: Yeah. Okay. Ready? Yeah. Advice for overbearing in-laws. How do we tell them that they are overstepping? How can we make it stop?
1: I wonder, I I feel spoiled with my relationship with my in-laws. I get along with your, with your mom really well and your dad really well. Same. Um, I don't know if that's something that we've cultivated or we just got lucky with, but we've had a couple tough conversations with your parents, Mm -hmm. like about our kids and how to treat them. And yeah, I think there's a like never avoiding conflict. I think sometimes there are certain things that like, okay, I'm just, she sees this differently. It's Mm -hmm. not worth getting into a conflict. so yeah I guess avoiding conflict when it's not worth it Mm -hmm. like what benefit will this do but if it's something that needs change like it's always been a really good conversation as uncomfortable as it may be
0: I was gonna say the way that this question is worded and the exclamation points used I get the sense that this comes from anger and desperation nothing good comes from intervening Or having like a come to Jesus conversation when you're angry. I feel like every conversation we've had with our parents when Mm. we're like, oh, we just don't do this within our family and our kids. And this isn't our strategy. It's come from such a like a vulnerable place as still our parents kids like mom and dad. I know you did this with me, but I think the way Andrew and I are going to raise our kids, we're just not going to do that this time.
1: And something you alluded to is it is essential that you and your spouse are on the same page. Yes. Right. And we talk about this all the time. It should not be like a three V one situation no. where it's your spouse and their parents are on the same team versus you. That's, that's not good. So you get on the same page, take some space, strategize, thoughtfully talk through that subject and then say, Hey, Can we find a time to sit down and discuss Mm -hmm. this?
0: But yeah, it's hard. Okay, mamas, ladies. After having three babies, I never thought I would wear an underwire bra again until I found Skims. So right before I had Bear, Skims sent me a couple of maternity bras. And I was like, you know what? I'm not going to wear maternity bras. They're so uncomfortable. They're not for me. I tried them on. They are the most supportive, most amazing, only maternity bra I have worn this entire pregnancy on top of that the material is so soft and the straps are adjustable for maximum comfort and it fits every woman out there they have a million sizes to choose from my favorite skims bra ever is the quote fits everybody t-shirt bra and it's literally the best t-shirt bra i have ever worn it's seamless flawless perfect You're going to love it. If you're a fan of no underwire, the products I would highly recommend are the wireless form t-shirt bra and the no-show unlined demi bra. I like the color sand because you can't see it through white t-shirts, which is the color I usually go with, but they have a color for everybody. Whether you're pregnant, postpartum, nursing, or none of the above, and you just want a good bra, go to Skims. They've got one for everyone. Shop Skims bras at skims.com. Now available in 62 sizes. 30a all the way to 46h plus get free shipping on orders over 75 dollars if you haven't yet be sure to let them know we sent you after you place your order select podcast in the survey and select couple things in the drop down menu that follows skims.com this episode is brought to you by bumble Went on a first date and don't know if he likes me or not. Should I reach out first, even though I'm the girl? Dots. I don't think there should be a rule. Yes, go for it. Shoot your shot.
1: Oh, I'm shooting shots.
0: Yeah. He could be shy. He could be thinking the same exact thing.
1: Shoot your shot.
0: And he might not. Who knows? But it's better to know now than wait. Yeah
1: how to not have too high of expectations for my spouse as a first time parent. Wow. This hits hard, Sean. How do you have not too high expectations for your spouse as a parent? I remind Sean often <laughs> that we've been parenting for the same amount of time. And I love you so much. I'm so thankful for you. You're Beautiful. <laughs> did that hurt your feelings? No. Bill Bird did. A, did you see my video I sent you? I did not. A hilarious skit where he's like, if "There's anything I've learned over five years of marriage. It's that I'm the only one that needs working on. <laughs> <laughs> it's like my wife is this perfect museum piece." Sit behind glass just to be looked at, and I'm like a building with scaffolding set around it. <laughs> like, wow, we should. Did you find that funny? <laughs> I think you have
0: conversations of what your expectations are and give a lot of grace. Yes, <laughs> that's all I got.
1: One per one parent typically has stronger preferences when it comes to kids. Sean, and in, in our case, has stronger preferences, so it's like are kids on a schedule like sleep schedule or not? We did not do that growing up. My brothers did not do that. So it's like, yes, they did. One of them did. So it's like,
0: there's only been two. One did, one did not.
1: Okay. Some of my brothers did not do a schedule, but it's like, that's an example where I'm like, all right, you just tell me where to go. But there's, there's a lot of concessions and negotiations that need to be had, you know? Mm -hmm. And also realizing that, Oh, can I share the beneficial okay like Eve? The Hebrew word for Eve, like Adam and Eve. You shared this on a podcast before. Means beneficial adversary. And there's something beautiful about like that thought of there's different perspectives and that does cause clashing, but it's beneficial. So embrace that. As frustrating as it may be, continue.
0: Last one. Toddler tantrums in a store or on an airplane. What do I do? We don't have the answer, but I will say our pediatrician, and whether you believe with this technique or strategy or not, it's what we do and we it's worked really well for us. Our pediatrician recommended this book, another book. Sorry, Caroline. Um, it's called 123 Magic, and it has worked wonderful with Drew, and we are just starting it with Chet. Which is just teaching like a consequence system in the most gentle way of When kids do something like a a tantrum, it teaches you the psychology of what's going through their brain at different ages and how you as a parent have a responsibility to like react in a way that's respectful to them, but also guide them in learning how to control it, which has been really great.
1: I also feel like kids are sometimes a little like sharks where they'll smell smell blood in the water and if if you start panicking too, they'll just jump right on that and amplify it. So it's like I you, you keep your own cool too.
0: I also think when it comes to toddler tantrums in a store or on an airplane, what do I do? You know your kid. Our kids have had tantrums in multiple places and a lot of times it's because they're hungry or tired. And if you know that, you can't just like tell your kid to stop.
1: I to your credit, we've probably had fewer tantrums than we could have because you're always super prepared with snacks, diapers, passies, sleep, sleep so stuff. Cool. <laughs> sleep schedules but Isn't also like interesting <laughs> you've done a great job with our kids hmm. do not mix wow. my words anyway that was the last one <laughs> that is that's all we got for you today thank you for tuning in don't forget to follow uh family made on instagram we also have a couple things instagram account yep. um so that you can participate the next time we do these q and a's if you will um this can, was fun
0: it was fun You guys can still submit more questions in the comments below. Go on Instagram for the next Q&A. You can find us anywhere. We post a lot of random and fun and silly things, but we enjoy it. Thanks for
1: listening. Hope you're having a great day. That's all we got. I'm Andrew. And I'm Sean. We're the East fam.